so excited about. So today I have a, a topic that's really near and dear to my heart because it's why I'm a member of Harvest Christian Fellowship. Some 20 years ago when I was uh, stumbling through life and uh, trying to find my way. I, I'd been born again when I was a child, but nobody ever introduced me to the power of God. And so I grew up a Christian, but I had all kinds of worldliness in me because I didn't know how to be delivered from those things, and I was still in bondage. So I showed up to Harvest 20 years ago wishing and hoping that God could set me free because I was literally being defeated every day by my besetting sins and I was wanting freedom but I didn't know how to access freedom and so I'm going to talk more about that during this message today but the the topic the the title of this message today is the power of the gospel see we have a message that is not powerless it's not impotent man it can change your life anybody in agreement with that Am I talking to the right people today? The power of the gospel. Will you pray your heads and pray with me? God, I, I'm grateful. I'm grateful that you gave me an opportunity to, to find some people who were walking in the power of God. God, I'm so thankful that you have used so many people at Harvest to teach me your ways, to disciple me, to help me learn how to apply God's word, not just hear it. So, God, I pray today as we spend just a little bit of time honoring you by honoring the scriptures, by holding up the word of God and looking into them to find direction and purpose. I pray, God, and I believe that you will speak to every heart individually. And I ask that you would just begin to release the power of the spirit in every heart and mind in this room right now in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. So, God, I feel like what God does in times like this is he takes something he's put in me and he wants to make a deposit in you. Not, not because I'm special, not because this building is special, because God loves you and he wants to deposit something in you. So when you leave today, here's what I believe. I believe that something that's come so dear to my heart that I've learned to walk in is going to be transferred to you. Some of you are already walking in it. Some of you are already living in it. But those who are living and walking in it, I believe there's going to be an increase of power in your life. And for some of you today, you're going, I'm not exactly sure where you're headed with this. You're going to get a taste of the power of God before you leave this room and I'm so excited about that because this thing about Jesus is not supposed to be some religious activity it's not about crosses on the wall although the cross is a great symbol of what Jesus did where he gave his life for us and he paid the price for our sin his blood was shed it's not about Christian icons it's not about a special words, guys, this is not a religious activity. This is about a relationship with a God who is alive. Did you sing it this morning? Our God is alive. Whoa, come on, whoa, he is alive. I could get, yeah, okay. So before we go any further, let's talk about the good news. What is the good news? Well, I kind of alluded to it, right? Jesus did for you what you couldn't do for yourself. That's why you're here. Most of you, that's why you're here because you're here to worship him and say thank you for delivering me from my sins, forgiving me of my sins, and giving me what I could not give to myself, forgiveness, freedom, and righteousness. Tonight at Freedom in Christ, the first talk you're going to hear is the gift of righteousness. You are right with God because of what Jesus did on the cross. No one can take that away from you. Now, because he did that, and because you've been mended in your relationship with God, now the power of the Holy Spirit can be released 
into your daily walk. This isn't just a Sunday morning or a Wednesday night or a church activity thing. Man, This is day by day, moment by moment, where God wants to literally invade your space and show you a new and living and more powerful way to live this life. So we're going to start out with 1 Corinthians 1.18. For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. But to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. Would you say power of God? God. Say it again. That's what we're here to talk about. The Apostle Paul knew it all so well in his life that the world will think you're a fool because you think Jesus, who lived 2,000 years ago, can make a difference in your life today. Guys, welcome to the foolish crowd. If you read further in Scripture, he says, he says if I'm going to be a fool, I'll be a fool for Christ. But see, what we believe is literally foolishness to the world around us but it is the power of God for us who are being saved. The power of knowing something greater than what this world can offer. So many people are walking around hollow and empty, looking for something to fill the void. And guys, we know. We have it. There's some people in the room here today who you go, yeah, 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 I've been saved for so many years. And, and you're kind of like, like here at church today just because this is the right thing to do. I'm going to tell you what, God's going to wake you up again today, and you're going to walk out of here filled with passion to go touch a world with the living, breathing, awesome gospel that's inside of you through the Holy Spirit. The big idea today is this. Our gospel is a message of power. It's powerful in so many ways, but I want to talk about two ways. Power to transform your life, you individually, but power to change the world. See, we've been sent on a mission by God to deliver this powerful message that can literally shape the culture. I believe this with all of my heart. This gospel has the power to change the atmosphere in Amarillo, Texas. Do you believe that with me? What's it going to take for this gospel to get out there and make a difference in their lives? i tell you what, it's going to be when you step into walk in, live in, breathe in the power of God in every moment of every day. You go, well, I've been to men's retreat and it was powerful. I've been to walk to Emmaus and it was powerful. I remember back in youth camp when I was a kid, it was powerful. I'm telling you, those experiences can be your everyday reality if you learn to walk in the power of the Holy Spirit. So that's the good news, isn't it? Good news, Jesus loves you. Good news, you can be forgiven of your sin. Good news, there's power to live a victorious life in Christ. Let's talk about the bad news. Let's talk about the bad news today. Regretfully, in many places, in many churches, the gospel's been reduced down to hollow words and religious icons. Too many places. In fact, the the label Christian doesn't really mean anything anymore. Do you realize that over 80% of Americans identify themselves as Christian? Somebody's lying. I'm sorry, and I'm not trying to be a smart aleck. I'm just saying, observe the fruit. Jesus said, you know them by their fruit. Guys, people out there calling themselves Christian don't act like Christian because Christians follow the Scripture, and they obey Jesus. A Christian is a devoted follower of Jesus Christ who takes his teachings to heart and lives by the Word of God. And so there are not 80% Christians in America. I'm sorry, I'm not the judge of who is and who isn't, but I can tell you there's fruit 
when you're a real believer in Christ. There's lots of Christian music. There's lots of Christian books that if you were to go into a Christian bookstore today and pick it up off the shelf, you'd start reading it. It probably wouldn't help you follow Jesus. It's not bad. It's not evil. But guys, most Christian literature is more about self-help than it is about surrender. I don't need any more self-help because myself can't help very much. In fact, what got me so frustrated and so much bondage was I was trying to do this Christian thing on my strength. Because I was a good person. I was going to prove it. And I got more angry and more addictive trying to be a good Christian. Isn't that crazy? Tell you what, you need to surrender to the power of God today. See, we also know many churches who say the name of Jesus, maybe even in their title, Jesus this, Jesus that, or Christian this, right? But they embrace values that Jesus would never embrace. I mean, it is amazing. And so we think this is a current uh, cultural phenomenon that we live in, that, that there's people who call themselves Christian and they really don't act like it. We think that's new. It's not new. Paul wrote about it in the New Testament to his son, Timothy. Timothy, before I go to this next scripture, let me give you the backdrop. Timothy was a young man that Paul was raising up in the Lord. He was training him how to be a pastor, how to be a leader in the church. And you're reading along here. We'll get to it in just a second. I'm going to give you the backdrop. He's talking to Timothy about how to lead church, how to lead church people, how to make disciples, how to be a good pastor in the, in the kingdom of God in the church, okay? And then he goes through and he, he gets to this list of all these activities that people would be doing. And it looks just like the world. Lying, cheating, dishonoring, self-centered, all this stuff. You can go through and read it. It's in 2 Timothy 3. I'm going to focus in on what he says right after he makes the laundry list of what church people can look like. He says this, these people are holding to a form of godliness, although they've denied its power. And then he makes a very, very rude statement. Avoid such men as these. Whew. Think about it, church. Let's read it in the New Century Version. It's a third grade level. <laughs> and they will act as if they serve God, but they will not have his power. Stay away from those people. Instead of thinking about who you should stay away from, ask yourself this question. Should people stay away from me? What are you talking about, Pastor Brad? Are, are, what, are you, what are you getting at here? Have you ever known people who could quote the Scripture, tell you all the religious things, tell you all the church stuff, but could not get free from their addictions, could not qu quit having fits of rage, could not be, quit being self-centered? Have you been around people like that? You've seen that. They're at church all the time. They got all the right words. They know all the stuff, but they are not walking free. They call themselves Christians. And how audacious is the Apostle Paul where he looks at Timothy and he says, avoid these kind of people. You say, well, that's mean. They're the people who need the help the worst. Yeah, they've got the help and they won't do what it takes to apply the help that's been given to them. Listen, Scripture like, talks about this all the way through. In Proverbs it says, walk with the wise and you will be wise. You'll become wise. The companion of fools will suffer harm. You know, we'd love to teach our kids about peer pressure. How about adult peer pressure? 
Who you hang out with will determine how your outcomes in this life will be. It will determine who are your friends? Who do you let in? Who speaks to you? Who do you listen to? The New Testament says it clearly. Be careful who you listen to. And so this isn't being mean. He's saying this is a bunch of people who've been exposed to the gospel. They know all the stuff. They've been offered all the opportunities. And yet they deny the power of that gospel. This is serious stuff. Because God put us on this planet to go into all the world and share the love of Jesus Christ. And you are confusing people when you say Christian this and Christian that. And then you live like hell. I knew I'd get some of y'all to laugh when I said, hell. Okay. But I'm telling the truth. Some of us need to stop and say, why have I not been able to go free? And if you're that person, you might want to come to freedom in Christ tonight and say, God, I need a touch from your Holy Spirit because I need to walk free. I don't want to be the person they should avoid. Hey, how do I know all this? I used to be the guy you should avoid, okay? <laughs> Not after anybody. I was saved when I was little, but I was walking in a powerless gospel. It's not the real gospel if it's powerless. See, a full surrender to Jesus unleashes the power of God in your life. You will most likely have to lose some relationships and build some new ones if you want to walk in the power of God. Look at the screen. Think about those words. Meditate. Let this sink into you. You're probably going to have to stop listening to some people and start listening to new people. It's exactly what I had to do because I had plenty of, quote, Christian friends. And they had the same addictions I had. And they just, we just pat each other. It's okay, it's okay, it's okay. And we were walking around with powerless, powerless lives when the gospel was right there in our hands. The Bible says the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Seize it. Take hold of it. Don't be passive about your relationship with God. Here in just a minute, we're going to have a prayer time. You could come up here and one of these people could lay their hands on you and you could experience the power of God. You're like, no, nah, I think I'll walk out one more Sunday. I feel fine just showing up. No, God wants you to be touched by his power. He wants to literally transform your life, and today could be your day. Our gospel is a message of power, power to change your life, power to change the world. Authentic Christianity, the real deal, the real McCoy Christianity is life-changing in every facet of your life. You ever been sitting in men's group, women's group, life group, and people say, you know, I've really, I've given everything over to God except for this one little place in my heart. Well, stop it. Give him everything. Be a full surrender. Let, let him see, let you see what he can do if you really give up. Because the gospel is a story of surrender, guys. It's not a story of you taking charge. It's a story of letting him take control. And when he's in control, you'll be more confident. You'll be more empowered. You'll be more free than ever. So that's where I was 20 years ago. Showed up at Harvest Christian Fellowship. I was an arrogant little religion student at Wayland Baptist University. I had a head full of Bible. It was all in there. I'd been memorizing scripture since I was eight years old. 
could quote it all to you, but I was living in sin. Literally, this is how hypocritical I was. I was on a preaching team that they would send out to churches who needed fill-in preachers for the weekend. I'd preach on the weekend, sin six, six and three-quarter days of the week. I was a good boy for my preaching time. I know what I'm talking about. I know what it's like to be saved and powerless. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay with God. God's going to accept me into his eternal love forever. But what about now? Do you really think God saved me so I could walk around defeated? He wants to set me free. I, I can't remember exactly, but it was six weeks to six months, somewhere in there, where I got set free from my bondage. My addictions, my rage, my anger, all those things were set loose off of me in about six weeks to six months. Because why? Because I let people in. Do you hear the offering today? We're supposed to be the body of Christ to one another. We're supposed to love one another. When I came to people who were experiencing and walking in the power of God, and I humbled myself and said, I need what you have. I'll listen to what you tell me. I'll be accountable. I'll do whatever you guys say. It was amazing how fast the chains were broken. I want to share that with the world. I want everybody to know what it's like to walk in the power of God because I'm experiencing it today. It's not just, it's not just at retreats anymore. It's every day. And it, you could do that. I know as I'm speaking right now, some of you are thinking, could I really? Could I really walk in the power of God? Could I really? Yes, you could. It's more than you could ever imagine what God wants to do in your life. I really believe, guys, I've been doing this for about 20 years, almost 21 years. I've been walking in this power. I've been set free. I've been growing. I've been experiencing more of God. And I'm telling you this, after that many years, I believe now more than ever that God has called us, us, Harvest, to unleash the power of God in West Texas. Do you want to be a part of that? then come on, let go of all whatever would entangle you, whatever would hold you back, whatever would keep you from running to this altar this morning saying, God, I want everything! Yep, I'm still dancing, screaming, and interrupting everybody because I'm so juiced about Jesus. Man, I want everybody to know this tell you a quick story I, I i told you when i came to harvest i was a religion student and i i, I decided uh okay i want the power of god i'm going to believe in the power of god but i was still very judgmental and i was still very much thinking i had most everything on the ball and i didn't really need these people that much you know they, they gave me the little piece i was missing but i showed up at a at a, a worship night and then everybody was getting prayer. And I was watching these people. When I first got here 20 years ago, there was a weird deal going on where, like, every time somebody got prayer, boom, 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 there's bodies everywhere. And I'm going, man, what's wrong with these people? They're like weak consciences. They're needing somebody to pay attention to them. They're insecure, so they're falling out so they can, so they can pay attention to them. I was thinking, I was judging everybody. But somehow I wound up there because I was hungry. I was just arrogant. I walked up there and I said, I want prayer. I mean, I was already free from those addictions I talked about. I was already free from my fits of rage. But I just wanted prayer. I go, Whatever God wants me to have, I want. You know, I didn't realize what I needed was get free from arrogance. I didn't know that at the time. I was blind to that part. So I walked up there <laughs> to get prayer. And this young lady and this young man who were my friends, 
They're praying for me. Nobody was even touching me. I was just standing there. It's like, yeah, I love Jesus, man. I want some of this. I want all this. And then this this guy, he says, here it comes. I'm like, like here it comes what? Boom, I fell over. I could not stand up. I mean, bam. You know what? I laid on the floor laughing for 20 minutes. Because I'm like, God, why would you need to do that? What's that all about? Nobody even touched me. Nobody pushed me. It was just, it was just boom, undeniable to me. It's like God says, I just want to show you I could. <laughs> and at that point, I had a laughing moment of repentance where I just said, okay, God, I really don't know it all. I really don't know that much. I don't understand everything about you, but I want everything that you have for me. I had to humble myself. To receive the power of God. So the Apostle Paul, when he was teaching and raising up the church in Corinth, he penned these words in 1 Corinthians 2, verse 4. He said, My message and my preaching were not in persuasive words of wisdom. Which, by the way, he could have used persuasive words of wisdom because he was a highly educated guy. But he did not use persuasive words of wisdom. He says, but my message and my preaching were in demonstration of the Spirit and power. So that, really important reason, so that your faith would not rest on the wisdom of men, but on the power of God. Would you say power of God? Power of God. Okay. The Apostle Paul understood something very important. People can have silver tongues and talk you into anything. People can even be very eloquent teaching about Jesus and yet not believe in power to deliver you from your sins. How, how many people have grown up in a tradition where they say this over and over and over, I'm just a sinner saved by grace. I'm not after anybody, but that, that was my excuse. Well, I'll always be a sinner. I'll always mess up. There's no way I can do any better, so I'll just, I'll just do what I can. And I'll just say I'm a Christian. I love Jesus, but literally unfulfilled not on purpose, frustrated. And then you know what? When you get in that place, you go back to the world. That's why the laundry list in 2 Timothy is there of all the worldliness that church people get into because they've denied the power of the gospel. You know why you deny the power of the gospel? Because you don't want to humble yourself and say, God, whatever you want, I'll surrender. Because we want to be in charge. Today, if you want to experience the power of God, you're going to have to humble yourself and come before God like a child and say, God, I'm sorry I've been arrogant for all this time. I want the power of God in my life. So the Apostle Paul said, my gospel, my message were not in words of wisdom, but in the demonstration of the spirit and power. Dude, that's different than most church. That's different than sometimes Harvest Church. Can we be honest? What do you want? You want persuasive words of wisdom or do you want the demonstration of the Spirit and power? That's a good question. 1 Thessalonians 1.5 Our gospel did not come to you in word only but also in power and in the Holy Spirit with full conviction. I'll tell you another story about college. So right in there when I started to graduate in 1995, I, I, I come to Harvest, and I was getting introduced to the power of God. And so, you know, I don't know if you know what it's like to be a religion student, but you learn to debate. That's what they do. They debate each other about the Bible, which is silly. But anyway, I was a very good debater. 
And so I'd tell people about my experience with the power of God. And, how, and they'd want to debate me on Scripture and this. And that. I got so sick of that, I didn't want to debate anymore. I got to where I made a decision where I said this. I said, hey, uh, I don't really want to debate with you anymore. Just let me lay my hands on you and pray for you. And then let's talk about what you experienced from the power of God. I didn't get many takers. <laughs> so you got to get your mind into a submissive posture if you're going to experience the power of God. Our gospel is a gospel of power, a message of power, power to transform you, power to change the world. See, guys, I didn't get in this to be religious. I didn't get in this to, to uh, do more uh, activity that makes me feel good about myself. I got in this to partner with God to release his power, to partner with God to release his love, to give away his forgiveness, to invite as many people as God will let me into the kingdom of God where they experience a real gospel that literally can change their life. So if, if, if I need power, maybe you're out there, okay, I got you. I need some power. Then how do you get it? Good question. I'm glad y'all are thinking like that. <laughs> Acts 1.8 makes it really simple. It says this, but you'll receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you'll be my witnesses. Listen, if I need power, how do I get it? I simply yield. I surrender. I give up. You're going to have an opportunity here in just a minute to surrender and give up. You go, well, I've already surrendered my life to Christ. Yeah, but God wants to do more than just save you from hell. He wants to give you a power-filled life on this planet. He wants you to walk in power. He wants you to walk in love because our gospel is a message of power. Let's go back to right where we started this message. 1 Corinthians 1.18 For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. But to those of us who are being saved, say it with me, it is the power of God so I believe there's two groups of people in the room generally here today some of you are going hey man I love this man I am walking in the power of God I want more of the power of God and I want to ask you to respond today in just a minute say you know what this fire in me God wants to turn it into a wildfire there's people in the room you go I've been walking with God forever I know what you're talking about I'm on the page with you today and you're thinking oh, just leave no come up here and let God turn a flame into a furnace. Come on. Because God wants to use us to unleash his power in this land. It's, it's not going to be where we just come together here on Sunday mornings and, and, and we all agree here and we all have a great time. Guys, we need to start spilling over into this culture. We need to start spilling over into our work. We need to start spilling over into city government. We need to start spilling over because we're so full of the power of God. So there's some of you who are already crazy for Jesus and you need to get a little bit more crazy this morning. And then there's group number two. You're sitting there going, you know what? I can identify with being addicted. I can identify with being bound. I can identify with wishing I could have the power of God but not really experiencing it. God wants you to come today because he wants to break the chains. He wants to set you free. Will you stand with me? No matter which group you're in today, no matter which group you're in, it's a great group to be in. You know why? Because the power of God is available to us today. And I, I just believe God is eagerly awaiting to dump what he has on you in such a good way, to fill you up, to overflowing with the goodness of his nature 
with just power their team to come there's people who've been who've been assigned this morning to be on the altar team and what they've been doing all week long is preparing their hearts and praying for you because they believe that God wants to unleash his power on you this morning so I'm going to invite you to come I'm going to invite you as soon as I say we're dismissed get up here and let somebody pray for you you might need to be delivered from bondage or you may be one of those people who just want to take that fire and turn it into a blowtorch for Jesus are y'all ready to pray and be done with this see what God wants to do here at the altars will you bow your heads with me God we don't just want words we don't want just messages and we don't just want good music God we want something real God we want to walk in a power that could literally change the way we think and feel we want to walk in a power that could heal our bodies God we want to walk in a power that could set us free from the sin that so easily entangles God there's people in this room right now who are passionate for you but their fire has grown dim and I believe this morning God that you're going to fan it back into flame I just release the power of the Holy Spirit over this incredible group of people I just say in Jesus name surrender surrender to what God is doing right now forget about anybody else just let there be a, a cylinder right between you and God just go straight between you and God and say God I surrender Go ahead and tell him right now. Let him know. I surrender, God. I want your power, God. I want you to change me. I want you to use me to affect people. God, loose your power in my life. In Jesus' name.